right, welcome to Bone Chilling Babes, a weekly podcast about paranormal stories and true crime stories. I'm Laura. And I'm Sarah. And this week, we're going to be talking about haunted dolls. Yeah, we're keeping it... <clears throat> Sorry, I have wine stuck in my throat. We're keeping it <laughs> real spooky this week. Maybe, yeah. hopefully. And to be honest, I'm a little... <clears throat> now I've got stuff stuck in my throat. Um, <laughs> I'm a little... <laughs> we have coronavirus. Um, I'm a little freaked out because I do have porcelain dolls in my house. No, burn them. Get rid of no, them. I've always had them. I've had them since I was like eight. <sighs> and like I, I never had a problem with them but when we decided we were going to do this all of a sudden I had a problem with them I have been terrified of porcelain dolls like my entire life I remember um, I don't know what grade we were in but I went to a birthday party I can't even remember whose birthday party it was but it was somebody's birthday party and they were saying that all of the porcelain dolls in their house were haunted and we like played bloody mary and and some it was like some of the like not mean girls but they were kind of the mean girls they were trying to scare us into thinking that the dolls actually came to life um when when did you say this was i have no idea i i want to say it was like early in middle school maybe cuz they feel like i might have been at that party I can't remember who it was. Like, I have an idea of who it was, but I don't want to name drop that person. Right. I think I know. I'll text you afterwards, and we'll see if it's the same person. And if it is, then we're totally throwing you under the bus next week. Does the name start with a C? No. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) No. Hmm. It starts with an S. Oh, wait. I remember that. If I'm thinking of the same person, too. I feel like this just happened a lot. Like, I don't know, back in, like, 2000, the cool thing was to pretend that all of the dolls in somebody's house were alive. Well, good thing nobody ever came over to my house because I had, like, a dozen porcelain dolls just chilling in my room. I hate them. Even, like, to this day, my mom still has one of mine. Um, I'm not 100% sure, but I think my grandma on my dad's side gave it to me. Um, and I think she might be a ballerina, but I could be wrong about that because I avoid it at all costs. Like, I don't look at it or anything. Still, I'm going to be 30 this year and I am still terrified of it. <laughs> okay. So another funny little doll story. Um, so I used to have this baby doll. It wasn't a porcelain doll. It was like a baby doll, like one that you carry around as a kid and, you know, you kind of take everywhere and that's your baby. Right. So... I had this doll, and when I was about 11 or 12, um, we did foster care. And so we had a set of boys come into our house, and apparently they ripped a leg off of this doll. I don't remember that happening because it was so long ago. So about a month or two ago, I'm at my parents' house, and my mom is like, I have something for you. Close your eyes and hold out your hands. And I'm really worried because I don't know what it is. I don't know why it's worrying me. I don't like surprises usually. So I hold it out and she like puts this doll in my arms and she's like, do you remember this? And to be honest, I really didn't remember it. I thought it was maybe one of my grandma's dolls because she collected some baby dolls. So I thought it was one of hers because I mentioned like I would like something of hers to have in my house because she's passed away now. And she was like, no, that's your baby doll that the boys ripped the leg off of. Oh. And she's like, she's like, I just now got around to fixing it. Oh, my gosh. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. And she bought clothes for it, like baby clothes. And then she told me to, like, set it on my bed or my couch. Um, I mean, I'll it was really cute. It's honestly <laughs> sitting in my bedroom closet. Sorry, mom, I'm probably never going to put clothes on it and put it on my couch. (laughs) But, like, I'll save it for my future daughter. Yeah, I was going to say, that would be a cute thing to pass on, you know, when you have a daughter. Right. 
But for now, it can stay in a box in the closet. <laughs> I don't even think it's in a box. I think she's just sitting on the shelf just watching. Oh, man. She's just, she's rogue. <laughs> I'm like asking to be haunted by a doll. She is ready to rumble, let me tell you. <laughs> if someone comes in my house, she's laying the smack down on them. Oh, boy. I mean, at least that's a good thing. She can defend you. You just never want her to turn on you. Right. That would be bad. Right. And then, so, you know, I mentioned I have, or I don't have anymore, but I had dozen porcelain dolls. And it, it's really weird because it actually kind of lines up with the story that I have. Oh, really? So my porcelain doll collection started, I remember I was about eight, seven or eight, and I was going to the dentist um, for something and I was really nervous about it. I don't know if I was getting a tooth pulled or if I was getting like a filling, but I was really nervous or maybe I was getting my braces. I don't know, but I was really worked up about it and freaked out. And my brother, he would have been probably around 11 at the time. He was so sweet. He took his allowance money and he went out and he bought me a doll to calm me down. And that was like the first porcelain doll I had ever got. Oh, that is really sweet. Like, that was really sweet. And that's how my collection started. And so my story, I'm just going to go right into it. Perfect. Um, This actually took place a long time ago, like in 1918. Um, A teenage boy bought a porcelain doll for his little sister. This happened over in Japan. So I'm not even going to try to, like, name these names because I'm going to butcher it. Oh, my gosh. And so many spooky things happen in Japan. <laughs> like, um, so yeah. many. Whew. So <laughs> many. So he bought the doll for her. And I'm not really sure how old the girl was. The boy was a teenager. I don't know how old she was. But he bought the doll for his sister. And it was just a typical porcelain doll. Um, it had, a, like, a kimono and a short, like, bob haircut. And the girl really loved this doll. Like, she loved it so much that she named it after her. And I believe her name was Okiku. Okay. It's O-K-I-K-U. So, I don't know if it's, like, Okiku, whatever. She named it after her. And then she actually got really sick with a cold and passed away. So her family took this doll because she loved this doll so much. She took it like everywhere with her that they took the doll and put it in um, like a like a memorial, like almost kind of like a shrine type of thing. But to remember her. So it was I believe it was on an like altar type piece of furniture. And one day they noticed that the short bob, like the haircut was longer oh I don't like that (laughs) so her hair was longer they cut it back to the original length and then over time it got longer again (laughs) yeah so they thought the spirit of their daughter was living in this doll because she loved that doll so much and so they just kind of dealt with it. I mean, to them, it kind of brought them comfort. Like, she's still here. She's still with us. She's in her doll. So at first, like, as they were kind of taking comfort in it, was it just the hair growing? Was that the only thing that was happening at that point? Yes. Okay. So then the family um, has to move. And this is a, a while later. I want to say almost like 20 years later, they have to move. And a part of them wants to bring the doll with them because they feel their daughter is living in the doll. So they don't want to part with it, but they also didn't want to upset any spirit in case it wasn't the daughter. They would, they didn't want to upset the spirit if they were to move. Cause you know, sometimes moving that stuff around like can upset a spirit. Yeah. So what they decided to do is they donated the doll to, um, like a temple, a museum, not a museum, but a temple, I guess, kind of like a church. And so the doll has been there 
and its hair keeps growing. Oh my gosh, that's so weird. So every day, I'm not sure if it's every day, but frequently one of the monks goes and trims the hair to the original length because he said the doll came to him in a dream one night and asked him how, like, how can she cut her hair to keep it short? So he cuts it. Um, They actually had the hair tested that's growing out of the doll. And the tests are showing that it's actual human hair. What? How? How is that even possible? I don't know. And I guess if you get close enough to the doll, because like its mouth is partially open, you can see teeth growing as well. Oh, no. That's going to make me throw up. (laughs) And Pete, you can go. You can go see this doll, but the only thing is, you can't take any pictures of it. Oh, yeah. Why? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it's a temple rule or if it's a doll rule. I'm not sure. Got it. Okay. <laughs> but isn't that freaky? That's really weird. Why does her hair keep growing? Like, okay, so the hair growing thing freaked me out from the beginning but I could see how the family would be like well like kind of taking comfort in it you know maybe it is our daughter just giving us a sign but then when you said you could see teeth growing in it that just no no right and the odd part is when the daughter had like when the dollar when the daughter was still alive and she was she had the doll the doll's hair never grew it only started growing after the daughter passed away. Right. But how so is it actual like human those... hair? <sighs> yeah, that's so weird. And it, the doll is still, it's like around today still. From what I read, it's still there. You can go see it. You just can't take any pictures or videos of it. That's really interesting. I wonder if like anybody has taken a photo of it and maybe had something negative happen to them. That's a good thought. I should look up on that because I mean, there was a couple of pictures of the doll and like, it didn't look like a a creepy doll or anything. It just looked like a typical Japanese, like female doll. Right. I don't know if like a monk at the temple took a picture of the doll you know, if they were allowed to do it or if someone snuck a picture in. Or if yeah. it was an old picture from before they donated it. But in the picture, yes. she has long hair. She doesn't have short hair like they had described. Hmm. I really want somebody to just, even though no photos are allowed, I want somebody to set up their camera to take like a time lapse video of the doll so like just leave their camera there for like a month and do the time lapse and see what happens if you can see the hair growing or anything (laughs) like that yeah if someone can please go to japan and break the law that'd be great (laughs) please i would really appreciate it (laughs) i mean they could probably do it for super cheap now with all the flight prices going down I mean, you could probably get, like, round trip to Japan for, like, 200 bucks. so. Honestly. Just pack nothing but Clorox wipes and hand sanitizer. That's right. Although, I'm I don't just... know, because I honestly looked into round trip flights to Nashville, and it was still, like, $400. Yeah, it's weird. So, my sister, she was supposed to come to Nashville this weekend, but she had to cancel because some flights got kind of wonky. And But I still have the time off from work, so I usually have Sunday, Monday off, but this weekend I have Saturday, Sunday, Monday off. And so I had a thought, I was like, oh, maybe I could fly to Michigan, like, Friday night after work and come back Monday and just do, like, a quick weekend to see my niece and everything. Um, But the flights were still, like, it was like $300 to Michigan and then like $200 back to Nashville. So I was like, mm, nope, there, there goes right. that plan. But I was able to get, so Justin and I are going to California in a few weeks for a wedding. And I booked our flights on Southwest like two weeks ago or something. And I got a pretty good deal. 
Um, but then with the whole coronavirus thing, I've been watching the flights and the flights to California keep dropping. So, so far I've rebooked our flights once and I've gotten us like $180 back. Sweet. So I just keep watching it. I'm like, "Mm, we're just going to see how low these get. Right. But I know I've seen people like on Instagram posting stories of them flying out of the country and they're the only people on that flight yeah it's crazy like you're going to italy or i someone else posted something i don't even know where they were going but there was only like two people on that flight yeah like i think the skinning <laughs> so off topic but that's okay i think like what's scary about it is not the actual virus itself because Well, I mean, it is kind of scary because most places, there's a lady in Nashville who is convinced that she has it. Um, Somebody in the building, she works in the Batman building on Broadway. And the building is like shut down right now because there was a confirmed case of it. And she's 99% sure she has it as well because all of her symptoms match exactly. But she's being denied testing. So they are just refusing to test her for it. And I think that's what's dangerous about it is... You can't just go and get tested for it, you know? Right. And, like, what's scary about it to me, because I'm, like, I know, like, you know, I'm 29. I'm in good health. Like, if I were to get it and get tested and go to the doctor and get treated for it, like, I would be fine. And I know that, you know, the common flu is really is more dangerous. But I think it's just scary how fast it's spreading. For me, what's scary is is how bad everyone is freaking out and clearing the shelves on like daily necessities that people need yeah like you can't go buy toilet paper right now because it's gone or like even hand sanitizer and what kind of irritates me about that is there's people who deal with sicknesses and illnesses every day like people who have cancer who rely on having hand sanitizer because they cannot catch a cold And now they can't even go buy hand sanitizer for their daily use because people out there are buying everything out. Right. It's crazy. Even on Amazon, it sold out because at work, we were trying to just order some for the office just because we like to have it there. And it was sold out on Amazon or they were charging like $80 for one bottle of it. Right. I mean, I'm just going to put it out there, guys. I have a half a bottle of hand sanitizer on my desk at work (laughs) for $500. It's yours. Okay. In my purse, just because like two months ago at Bath and Body Works, I took advantage of the like three for five dollars or whatever the deal is on their little pocket hand sanitizer so I bought like 10 of them just because I was like oh I like to always have one in my car and one in my purse and one at my on my desk so I've got a bunch of them like right (laughs) can negotiate a deal here we can work something up but I am not selling my toilet paper sorry guys oh no 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 no. I can do without (laughs) my hand sanitizer I cannot do without toilet paper absolutely not we need that sorry right (laughs) oh boy okay anyways we should probably reel this back in (laughs) yeah sorry sorry so far I've had a margarita and I'm on my second glass of wine so I get distracted easily my goodness I'm only halfway through a diet coke from McDonald's (laughs) well okay I figured I'm making guacamole so I should drink a margarita yes obviously and then I had wine in the fridge, and I was like, well, I'm Duh. Sarah. So you don't I want the wine to wine. be lonely. Exactly. <laughs> so we'll see. I mean, I'll, like, I'm not, well, I mean, like, I am kind of drunk, but I'm not like, oh, I can't function. <laughs> Sarah, it's a Tuesday. Exactly. It's a Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. Margarita wine. and wine Tuesday. Diet Coke. Go to McDonald's after the gym Tuesday. Oh, that's the way to go. Yeah. It's really dangerous sure. that there's a McDonald's and a KFC right next to my gym. Oh, that's like my gym. There's a KFC, a Dunkin' Donuts, a Burger King, and a McDonald's Ooh. and a Taco Bell. Oh God! So it's it's a it's a dangerous game. But anyway, back onto the topic yes. of some haunted dolls. Okay, so I chose one. I almost, I almost did Annabelle the doll, but I feel like she's kind of overdone. 
but I will cover her at some point. But I just felt like for this one, we'll save her. So I'm doing the story of Robert the doll. Have you ever heard of him? A little bit. Um, When you sent me, like when you told me you were going to do that, I'm like, why does that sound so familiar? And like, I could even picture him. I only heard about him a little bit because there was a show with Ozzy Osbourne when he like toured or traveled the world with his kids and they visited where Robert the doll is. Okay, I'm... But I don't know the story. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I am jealous of Ozzy Osbourne. (laughs) (laughs) I never thought that sentence would come out of my mouth, but I am. But also not at the same time because this thing is creepy so it starts like the story starts a long time ago in the early 1900s and there was this young boy um his name was Robert Eugene Otto but his family called him Gene um and his family I guess they must have been wealthy because they had maids and servants so his maid gave him this doll and it was a very strange looking doll it was straw filled and it was life size um like child life size not adult life size but it was the size of a young child um sorry I keep I'm like I feel like I have to burp but it's not happening (laughs) (laughs) so sorry if that does happen I'm going to apologize in advance Um, but so this doll he had beige skin and human like hair and he wore this very distinctive sailor outfit and Gene loved the doll and he took it everywhere like wherever this kid went this creepy life size doll was with him and he gave it a name as kids do And he named it Robert. So he did name it after himself, which is a little bit odd to me, but hey, you're a child. You do you already. But it didn't really take long um, of Gene having this doll before the family started to notice some really odd behavior coming from both Gene and what seemed to be Robert, but the family didn't really want to say that it was coming from Robert because Robert was a doll. So, right. You know, they just assume that the strange things are coming from their young son. Right. And so, like I said before, the family, they had servants who worked in the house and they would hear Gene upstairs playing with his doll. But what was weird about that? is they would hear two entirely different voices coming from his room that they were playing in. So, what you know when ki- you, yeah, you know when kids are playing and sometimes they pick up a toy and they give the toy a voice, like they'll change their voice slightly. Yeah, to kind of like animate the doll themselves. Right. So that was not the case. It was clearly two very different voices, not a voice that this young child could throw like very like completely separate what yeah and there would so this kind of like breaks my heart and makes me really sad for this child but also terrifies me at the same time so um there would be some times when his parents they would wake up in the middle of the night to the sounds of their son screaming <gasps> and they would go into his bedroom and find him cowering in his bed <gasps> just completely frightened from something and the doll would just be like what would look like he was standing at the foot of his bed but you know to the adult he was just leaned up against like the what would that be called You have a headboard, a footboard. Is that what that's called? Yeah, I think it's a footboard. Okay, yeah. So, you know, if you're an adult and you walk into the room and you would see this doll leaned up against the footboard staring at the sun. But really, he was standing. But the family didn't know that at the time. They just assumed, oh, he's just like that's where he like fell or that's just where he's sitting type of thing. 
Yeah, exactly. So it didn't really seem odd that the doll was there. The family would just think, oh, that's where Jean left Robert. And now he's having a nightmare. But it was probably something more sinister than that. Um, also, at the same time, all of the furniture in um, Jean's room, whenever these things would happen... All of the furniture would be turned upside down, knocked over, just in completely different spaces. So naturally, Gene, he would blame it on Robert the doll. Oh, I didn't do that. Robert did that. Robert did that. But his parents, you know, again, they don't believe that a doll did this. They're like, no, right. it's just a toy. Like, why did you do this? Right. Um. And then as things kind of progressed, different toys of jeans and personal belongings of the family, they would end up completely destroyed throughout the home. And every time this happened, Jean would place the blame on Robert. And even though Robert's family didn't really believe Jean on everything that he was blaming on the doll, it was reported that they could hear the eerie sound of Robert giggling around the house no yes <laughs> no and yes you're wrong <laughs> and I, i'm sorry we should be doing this at nighttime oh my gosh anyway <laughs> and people who had passed by the house they even claimed to see a small doll moving from window to window so imagine you're walking by a house with you know downstairs and upstairs and upstairs, there's four windows across the front of the house. They could see the doll move from one window to one window as if it was walking down, down the hallway. No. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. I know. Ooh, it's so creepy. And then eventually, um, I think I'm assuming, I'm not sure, because none of the stories that I was reading really gave a definite timeline i'm assuming it was when robert kind of like grew into his teens or not robert i'm sorry gene <laughs> all gene yes when gene kind of grew into his teens and started to grow up a little bit the doll robert was moved to the attic and he stayed there for a number of years um and years after that gene's family they passed away his parents unfortunately died as they do um and he did inherit their home which was the home that he grew up in and that's when he moved robert out of the attic and into his old childhood bedroom and gene was an artist he would do like do paintings and he would as an adult mind you he would have robert the doll with him when he was doing paintings and just doing random things throughout his adult life, he would take the doll with him. Okay. Like walking down the beach, holding the doll in his hand as an adult. Weird. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Jean eventually got married and him and his wife moved away and the doll kind of stayed in the house, packed away, but he was just lost in time. Um, people would move into the house, but nervous occupants who had heard the story of Robert the doll, they would just keep him locked away in the attic. They did not want him in plain sight. I don't know why they even kept him in the attic. I would just give him away, I guess. I don't know. But for whatever reason, they just keep him in the house, but locked in the attic. Um but eventually, another new family moved in, and they had a 10-year-old daughter, and they found the doll in the attic. And their 10-year-old daughter, she welcomed the doll. Like, she was so excited to find this. I'm sorry. I've seen pictures of him. He is very creepy looking. Yeah, I know. I've, I've seen what he looks like, and it's not, like, an inviting-looking doll, like, or, you know, something no. that a kid would want to play with. Even in, like, this, when this um, 10-year-old girl found him, it was, like, in the 1970s. So, even for the 1970s, 
this doll did not look like, oh my gosh, I want him to be my friend. Right. But she did. She welcomed him in. She was happy to become its new owner. But she also eventually learned of its secret terror. So kind of the same thing. Waking up in the middle of the night screaming. Furniture being moved around. Personal belongings being destroyed. Giggling. The doll moving. Um, and that's one thing that she would scream in the middle of the night. She would scream to her parents that Robert was moving. And there is at least one occasion she claims to this day, which this woman, she's still alive. And to this day, she still claims that Robert the doll tried to kill her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So fast forward to today. Um, Robert lives in the Fort East Martello Museum in Key West, Florida. Oh, my God. And yeah, so not far away. Um, a lot of people who go to visit him like on a regular occasion they can tell that his hair color his skin color it's and this is kind of creepy and his soul are all kind of fading so which for a doll okay like obviously the color of their material is going to fade over time right just like from the elements but the thing is, is he's locked in a glass box and he has been for a very long time. So it's like an, but, air, like an airtight right. box so where like the elements not, really aren't getting at him. Exactly. Especially in Florida, you know, like salt water in the air, all of that stuff. So he's not exposed to the elements. He's literally trapped in his own little ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was, so he wasn't always enclosed in a glass clay glass glass case no glass case um during his first year when he was at the museum they kind of just placed Robert like on a shelf out in the open where they put all of their other objects but there was one morning where the person who opened like opened the museum he walked inside unlocked the door And he found that the entire place had been ransacked. There was nothing on the cameras. Like, nobody broke in. But the entire place had been ransacked. And there was also nothing missing, which shows this was not a robbery. Because if it was a robbery, at least one thing would have been gone. gone. Yeah. But the shoes that Robert was wearing, they were covered in dust And he was found sitting in a completely different place than where the closing employee left him. Interesting. So, right? You said they had cameras, right? Yeah. So, does it show on the cameras the doll doing this? Like, what do the cameras show? They don't really show anything. Which is really strange. Like, could it be whatever is... I don't... I don't want to say possessing him, but I guess possessing him can bypass that, like, cannot be seen on that. I don't know. So, but, but like, does it show furniture and stuff falling over with nobody pushing it? Or is all of a sudden, like, in one shot, everything is fine, and then the next shot, it's just destroyed? Yeah, it's just kind of, it's fine, and then it's destroyed weird right very weird so after that is when they were like nah we're locking this thing up (laughs) because that was besides for things being knocked over and kind of ransacked like he was the only thing completely out of place if that makes sense right like everything was knocked over but still in its area exactly yeah and there was suddenly dust on his shoes. That's so weird. Yeah. Um, so then they locked him up in a glass case. Um, and oh, so this is what I really don't like. His oh boy, favorite... it's worse. <laughs> yeah, Great. sorry. So his favorite um, quote unquote mischievous act involves casting curses on those who take his photo without first first asking permission so he is 
uh, on display in his little mm-hmm. glass box in Key West, Florida. But if you go there to visit him, you have to ask permission from him to take his photo. Whether you're a believer in the paranormal or not, it is you you just you got to do it. Um, and what is said, and this creeps me out. I mean, all of it creeps me out. But they say, if you ask permission and nothing happens, you don't see any movement on Robert, then you're good to go. Yahtzee. You've got permission. But if you do ask permission and his head tilts, that means no. No go. Do not take my picture. Whoa. Yeah. So, of course... There are a lot of skeptics and non-believers who will just go in, whip out their phone, snap his picture, go home. But what's really interesting is you can even see pictures of this online. The walls surrounding his glass case are covered in letters from visitors young and old, from children to grandparents, begging for Robert's forgiveness and asking him to remove any curse that he has cast. And apologizing for taking his photo without asking him first. Wow. And it's not just like, oh, there's five letters. It's the wall is completely covered and the museum gets letters on a daily basis. And as I was kind of researching him, I even found on comment threads, on articles about him, people apologizing and asking for his forgiveness. So even online, people are doing it. So, like, do you know what kind of curses he's casting on these people? Like, do they say what happens? So, it varies. Um, I feel like, um, like, reading about them online, you never really know who is being truthful. But the ones that I have found, like, kind of, like, the common denominators, I guess, is um, a lot of people will have, this is really sad, after they visit him and take a photo without asking permission, their pets will suddenly pass away, a relative will become sick, or somebody in their family will be in a freak accident. Um, one lady, she lives in Florida. She went to visit him, did not ask permission, and the night she got home, her house was struck by lightning three times in a row. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there was... One person, I found this story, they were at the museum, um, this guy and his friend, and they took a picture of him without asking, and he was just standing still and snapped the picture, and when he looked at the photo on his camera, it was just a blur, like it kind of looked like he was spinning in a circle when he took the picture, but he wasn't, he was just standing still, and then he did it, he took the photo again, and the same thing happened. And then, yeah, and then he asked permission, took the same photo from the same spot, and the photo turned out clear. But then he was, I guess he he must have lived pretty close to the museum because him and his friend, they just rode their bikes there. And on their way home, within 50 feet from the house, his front tire on his bike blew out and he flipped over the front of his bike and wiped out. Oh my god. <laughs> so I mean I mean hopefully he was okay, but it doesn't yeah. sound like that sounds pretty small on the scale of things that happen to other people. Right. So like I said, like people have lost um their pets, lost their homes, lost their jobs, homes struck by lightning multiple times, um m- just many different things. There's a lot of different stories online of what has happened, and it's not like there's just like five or six stories. But there's, it's, it's endless, the amount that you can read. And I feel like the letters that are sent to Robert tell their own story, you know? Right. Like, why are this many people writing letters if nothing is coming from it? And so I wonder if he, like, if they read the letter to him, anybody that works at the museum, if they read their letter out loud, like the letter out loud to him. If he does forgive them. I I think that's what happens. 
Oh. Which is, I mean, that's cool. Like, he's a forgiving spirit, you know, if that is the case. <laughs> Thank goodness for that. Yeah. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. I really don't remember what I was going to say. Oh, wait, I remembered. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Wow. Sarah's brain, not here. Anyway, nobody really knows, like, what the spirit is that is connected to Robert the doll because it was just a doll given to a child and the doll clearly had something with it from the time so it's not like Gene passed away and his spirit then stayed with the doll because it started when he was a child it was already haunted exactly so people speculate that the servant who gave this doll to Gene um that she actually put a curse on the doll as revenge because she was treated very poorly by his family. Um, and that's the most consistent theory that I can find is that the servant cursed the doll and that is where the negative energy comes from. Wow. But you would have thought with the whole family passing away that it would have ended there. Right, but but no, it continues. It just doesn't end. Yeah, and also a fun fact for you, which I don't like this at all because I did this multiple times over the past few days. God. So legend even says that if you just look at photos of Robert the doll online, that you can be cursed. Oh, thanks for sending me one. You're welcome. I know. And I posted one on our Instagram story to our 11 followers. So sorry, y'all. <laughs> sorry, all 11 followers. But <laughs> okay, so this morning at work, I was wearing a new pair of shoes that I was really excited about because it was like 70 degrees in Nashville. So I was like, "Ooh, I can wear my sandals. They're like, I call them my spring to summer shoes because they take you from spring to summer. Right. Because, like, your foot is covered, but, you know, your toes and your heel are exposed. Right. But we're in winter going into spring. Yeah, we've passed that already. (laughs) Like, we're not even spring to summer yet. No, we passed that. We're, We're going into spring already. But, or no, we're in spring. I, yeah. We're not in spring. And they okay, so like the shoes, right? We're they still have like winter. <laughs> they have like I don't know, maybe a two-inch heel on them, and that's I wear that to work every day, like in booties or whatever. And same thing with throughout the summer, I always wear shoes like that. But today was my first day since probably September or October wearing shoes like that. And like down into like where my desk is at work, there's like literally four stairs like it's nothing that you have to walk down oh, and I was on the second God. stair and my heel went out from under me and I just went flying to the floor <laughs> and I know that Laura remembers this when I broke my hand two years ago don't. when I tripped over my own two feet don't and if I you had send to have... me the picture I'm gonna curse you I'm not gonna send you the picture of my hand <clears throat> but I was every time I fall now because it happens on a fairly regular basis I just throw my right hand up into the air so I don't re-break it because it's still like I don't have 100% function in my right hand I have probably like 92% function in my right hand but today I landed on my right hand and at the same time I let out a scream but thankfully, I mean... Was it like a scream because it hurt or you were just scared that you did something? No, it was just because I was scared. <laughs> okay. There was... when It was right when I got in. So there was only one other person at work and she was upstairs. I don't think she heard me. <laughs> um, <laughs> but... And I like... I have a bruise on my knee and like my left arm hurt for a while. But it's okay now. Well, at least you, like, landed on the hand and didn't, like, try to catch yourself on it. I feel like there's a big difference there. Yeah. But I feel like maybe I'm cursed because I looked at all those photos of Robert. Yeah, maybe. So I'm going to have to write him an apology on some random website. 
you better get to it before something else happens. I know for real. So yeah, that's that's Robert the doll. If you want to go visit him in Florida, just ask his permission first before you take a picture. Okay, so I wonder if because they were saying like if you look at a picture of of him online, if like he gave the people permission to take those pictures that are posted. Oh. So if you look at the picture and they had the permission to take it, if it's okay. That's a good point. That's really interesting. Or do you only get cursed if it was a picture that was taken without permission? I like that. I don't know. But that's that's a really good point because if the permission was given for that photo, then you would think that anyone who looks at that photo would be safe. Right. Hmm. Excellent question. But then how do you know if it was a per- permissioned photo or not? I think it's just a gamble. Oh, God. Yeah, so I would recommend just don't. <laughs> don't. But if you're curious, if you're curious as to how creepy he looks, then go for it and just hope for the best. Right. And if anything weird starts to happen to you, just send him a letter or post on one of these multiple websites that have articles about him. Right. Wow. Yeah. So that's that. Sorry. I just heard a bunch of sirens outside. Oh boy. We've got the. Wow. That wow. like that just gave me like the heebie jeebies. I'm gonna be so scared to go to bed tonight. I know me too, and I'm like about to. We probably shouldn't have talked about this in the dark. Probably not. No. So next week, what should we do? We should probably do what we were supposed to do this week. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do the the two fake stories or two true stories and a fake story to see if we can guess which one is made up. Yeah. Sorry, guys. We didn't do that this week because we were really bad about yeah, no. for this week's episode. That was totally my fault this week because Saturday I went all gung-ho at the gym because it opened finally I've been waiting for like a month and a half for my gym to open and they have a ton of really cool classes that I wanted to try and I only planned on doing two on Saturday there was only two I was interested in so I signed up to do those but there was an hour gap in between the two and in that hour gap there was another class that sounded interesting so I was like well I'm gonna be here anyways I might as well just fill my time doing a class So I did like three classes back to back to back. So I was there for a total of three hours and my body just like shut down. It stopped working. I was in so much pain. Sunday was bad. I mean, I definitely had a hard time moving around. But yesterday I almost called in sick to work because I could not get out of bed. Oh, no. I was in so much pain. My body was so stiff. Like, pain I can deal with, but I couldn't move. Like, I just could not move my limbs. Yeah. Ooh, that's the worst. I mean, I was definitely late because I just had a hard time getting around. I had a hard time getting dressed. And then my house, my condo is an upper unit. So I have to go up and down a flight of stairs. And then my office at work is on the second floor, and we have to take stairs. Luckily, there's a stair rail at work. I still do not have a stair rail in my house. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm not a fan of your stairs. Well, I'm going to get a stair rail, I promise. (laughs) Okay, perfect. Like, I was really just waiting on getting the stairwell painted before I put a stair rail up. And now it's painted. I mean, it's been painted for like a month now, so I can put it up. Yeah. Anyways, that was my fault because I just, I just laid on the couch and didn't move 
for a while. And then Sunday I went to a birthday party um, for my best friend's goddaughter. She turned two. And it was like a Disney themed party. So we all dressed up like princesses. It was awesome. Kayla was Cinderella and I was Ariel. But like the Ariel that's in the canoe when they sing Kiss the Girl. Yeah. I dressed up like her. And there was Jasmine and Snow White and the birthday girl. She was Tinkerbell. It It was cool. That's fun. I feel like that's a good reason not to record you know right and everyone's like oh my god this is a fun dress-up party and I'm like oh my god I'm just wearing my everyday clothes yeah (laughs) I'm not dressed up (laughs) this is normal this is normal so next week we'll do the game yes that'll be great and I really should probably get started on that because it's already Tuesday right not Sunday I don't have a whole week right I'm excited. Me too. That'll be fun. Yeah. Um, so this time, try not to have like a tornado hit you after we podcast. That'd be really cool. I will try. I promise. Because that was kind of scary last week. I know. Luckily, it didn't come near us. But yeah, because yeah. my friend was like, hey, is your Nashville friend okay? And I'm like, yeah, I just recorded a podcast with her last night. She's fine. That was good. I'm like, why are you, why do you ask? Because she just knows of you. Like, she doesn't actually know you. So I was like, right. What a weird question. And she was like, well, a tornado hit. And I'm like, no, it didn't. She would have told me that. I didn't even know until I woke up the next day, so. Yeah, she's like, no, like, it hit, like, a few hours ago, and I'm like, holy shit, like, I gotta find out if you're okay, so. Yeah, it was crazy, but all is good where we are, so. I'm glad you weren't affected. I've seen pictures of the damage. My parents were just down there. Like, it breaks my heart. It was scary. It's it's really sad, but it's nice to see the city kind of coming together, you know? Yes. And Jack Brown's is okay. Thank God. Yeah. Thank yes. God. It is alive. Yes. Perfect. Cool. So, all right. Next week, we'll stick to our plan for this week. Maybe. 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 We'll see. Maybe. Yes. We'll see. We're terrible yeah. at sticking to our plans. We really are. Alrighty, well, I guess until next week then. All right, talk to you next week.